0: Welcome to another episode of the Mountainside Bride Podcast. I'm Christy O, the editor and publisher of themountainsidebride.com, and I'm here with Megan Acosta from Glamour and Grace. I'm so excited because Glamour and Grace is a daily wedding inspiration blog for the modern vintage bride. She features beautiful real weddings, engagements, bridal shoots, styled shoots, anniversary shoots, and boudoir, with a focus on vintage handmade, DIY, and of course, glamorousness. Within its first year, Glamour and Grace won the Wedding Channel's Editor's Pick Award for the Best Bridal Blog, and it's graced Bridetide's Top 100 Wedding Blogs for three years in a row, ever since 2011. Most recently, Megan's wedding tips were featured in Real Simple's online wedding section. And we are so proud and honored to have you on the show. Megan, welcome.
1: Thank you. (laughs) I
0: do have to say also that Megan and I are friends and we've met and worked together a couple of times in real life. So it's really exciting, especially because of that, to have you on the show.
1: I'm excited. So,
0: Megan, tell our listeners what Glamour and Grace is all about and what types of resources brides can find on your blog.
1: Um, Glamour Grace, like you said, is all for the modern vintage. A lot of people say that's like a contradiction. um, um But it is um, today's bride who just wants, loves handmade items, loves vintage items, heirlooms, and wants to incorporate those type of details in fresh and modern ways. Um, So really anyone who loves handmade, vintage, DIY, um, that's what they're going to find on Glamour and Grace.
0: And do you actually have diy tutorials and handmade tutorials or are you a little bit more focused on connecting uh brides with handmade artisans who can just kind of make it easy on them
1: uh a little bit of both um i do have some diy projects that's one of the things um for 2014 that i want to do a lot more of i have a lot of projects in the world. so hopefully um we can get more of those published this year um but then yes i also have my handpicked handmade which is an all handmade designer guide um with the best of the best for handmade weddings
0: so what inspired you to start glamour and grace
1: um Um, it really all started, um, back when I was planning my wedding back in 2009, like sounds like forever ago. Um, but I pretty much started in wedding blogs. That was really, um, the year that they really started and coming out of the woodworks and starting to become a little bit more popular. Um, so I didn't end up finding about out about wedding blogs until about, like, two months before my wedding. So at that point, I had pretty much already planned everything. Um, But I fell in love with just looking at pretty stuff all the time. And after the wedding, I still wanted to look at pretty stuff. And um, I had worked at a local magazine um, back in Florida. And when I stopped there, I was in a little bit of a creative rut. It's kind of like a really depressive and, you know, not having any sort of creative outlet. And I was spending all this time looking at blogs and I thought, hey, I can, if I'm going to spend all this time looking at them, I might as well just make my own. <laughs> so um, that's kind of where the uh, the idea started, You're- um, just to kind of do something fun.
0: And your blog is beautiful. I love your, you have such impeccable romantic Style. I just want to fall in. I just want to fall into the story of every single picture and every single wedding that you show. You you just do a, such a good job. It's um it's really romantic, and uh, I know that you love handmade, and you're the handmade guide that you have. You've just curated some of the best handmade artisans from around the internet. How did you come up with the name Glamour and Grace? from that
1: mix um really uh, well i knew it had to be vintage inspired i knew from the start um i've always um loved vintage love you know the classic like Audubon, grace kelly all that type of stuff um and so when i was trying to think of names and it had to be something that kind of personified all of that um Um, an alliteration (laughs) so i was wanting something that was like g and g or you know b and b or something like that um and then also um, i think another big inspiration um was my nana who was also just you know very much personified glamour and grace and um so that's kind of it all kind of fell into bits. I actually, I think I still have a file somewhere where I started um, typing out ideas for names. (laughs) So I I still have all that stuff from the very beginning. I had a little, um, what is it? Those little bubble charts of things. So I had it all planned from the beginning.
0: (laughs) You are so good. You're so good at that. I, you, I just have to tell my listeners out there that, um, Megan is one of my go-to people when I need to name something or I need to brainstorm an idea out for the blog. Um, you're just so well organized and so purposeful in how you uh, name things and develop products and understand um, what readers want. So big shout out to you. Yes. Megan, I'm dying to know, cause I don't know this. What is your daily blogging routine like?
1: Um, well, unlike you, because I know you are like an early riser, I'm like a late night person. So I usually probably end up like staying up till one or two the night before, but then I'll sleep in. <laughs> so I, I just kind of, um, it's a lot of social media, emails. Like that's probably will take up like most of my morning. And then, um, submissions too, um, I've been getting a lot more submissions lately. So that's kind of a process that has been taking a little bit longer Then I'll, I'll usually work on, um, the next day's post, um, the night before. So pretty much it's just, it's a lot of, I mean, social media just can suck up so much of your life. (laughs) A lot of working on that.
0: (laughs) Yes, it does, and emails as well. I have, I get an email monster by the end of the week. I just can't keep up on it, and ever. So I understand it. What are some of the? What's that?
1: I'm really obsessive about my my email inbox. Like I cannot stand having more than like ten, emails. Like I I file away like. (laughs) I'm very organized with my inbox cuz it stresses me.
0: Up. You're such a good girl. I I let things slip by the uh, slip by the cracks. Over this weekend I had over 500 or over this holiday period I had over 500 um emails that weren't newsletters and junk and stuff like that to just kind of I sift through it. and as bananas. What yeah. are some of the favorite blogs that you follow that inspire you?
1: Um, I, I used to be so much better with this. I, I used to have like on, I mean, well, this was before Pinterest too. And you know, all the other ways that you could really follow people, but little bookmark folders of like daily and then weekly, like blogs that I would look at. Um, But I, I don't have as much time anymore. I really mostly follow, um most of the blogs you and um everlast detail and the girl um in the love collective um uh, mostly through facebook and pinterest nowadays to really like kind of keep up with everyone what, what what everyone's doing so
0: yeah facebook is is great for just kind of keeping abreast of what everybody's doing you can kind of just scroll through the timeline and and pick and choose yes. <laughs> so I love that so then how you have some of the most beautiful weddings published on the internet, hands down. Um, you're, you come from a photography background, you have a incredible eye and a, an incredible sense of style. How do you find and select your real weddings for publication?
1: Um, I'm glad you brought that up because the photography background, which, which I do, which I feel like it does. Um, I, I always find it so so interesting um I've always thought it'd be really cool to kind of have a couple of blogs come together and give them all the same wedding and see how they would edit it um because I feel like everyone has such a different eye and I find it very interesting like what images people choose versus others and how they pair them together and formatting a blog post um but really first of all it'd be gorgeous photography um, hands down, if it's shot on film, I'm probably going to immediately pull it. <laughs> it's just like, no matter what, just film, uh, to me, is just so gorgeous and always draws me in. Um, but I've really been trying to have it be something that immediately like catches my breath, you know, like where you get so excited about it. And, um, you know, cause if, if I'm excited about it, uh, than I know my readers will be. And then, of course, now with the age of Pinterest, you kind of always have to be thinking about um, what stuff is pinnable and what, you know, is really going to sell readers. You know, the, I, nowadays people are just bombarded with so many different images. Um, you become kind of numbed to, to a lot of it. Um, so you really have to just look for stuff that stands out and um, is, is going to do really well.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, it's, and I think that also, you know, from my standpoint, and I know that you and I and Lauren from Every Last Detail have talked about this, that. You know, it's not just we're looking for weddings and beautiful images and inspiration t- that's pinnable for the sake of growing our own Pinterest audiences, but although that's part of it, we are businesswomen, but it's also a service to our readers. You know, what, what can our readers curate on Pinterest that will inspire them and help them plan their own beautiful wedding?
1: Absolutely. I mean... I- like I said, I, there's, there's so much inspiration out there. Um, I, I think it's so overwhelming for brides right now. That's, that's one thing I keep hearing is, um, just Pinterest, um, while it's, it's a thing because of the amount of, um, people on there and stuff that you care very easily and organize it all. Um, it's really overwhelming and i have been a lot of brides just kind of get that you kind of just shut down you know because you just see so much um so i i think while pinterest is is a great way to to organize i think it's also can kind of swallow you up and make you lose of who you are um and you know as a couple and what really inspires you and what, what really represents you, um, when you're planning your wedding.
0: Yeah, I I totally agree. Now you, one of the things about you is your brand is so strong and you have such a strong style and a strong focus for your blog, focusing on that modern vintage bride who loves, you know, vintage handmade and glamorousness. It's a very, very tight focus. Um, And so you also do inspiration boards. And I think that maybe some of the things and tools and and things you think about to curate your inspiration boards for your blog style might be helpful to brides out there who are trying to uh, uh, create inspiration boards on Pinterest to find their own wedding style What tips can you give from a blogging perspective to brides planning their wedding to help them not get overwhelmed and to help them keep that nice tight focus that will make for an exceptional and beautiful wedding?
1: Um, I think while, you know, I think the best way to go about it would be, especially if you're utilizing Pinterest, um, if you find something that you really love on pinterest um chances are you're good whatever that blog or website is sharing as well um so i realize pinterest more not to necessarily acquire the emission um but more to organize it um and And the way, you know, you find something, you find a site that you love, and then you're going to, like you said, there's so many blogs out there. There's so many different niches, um, that there's could be a blog that that is exactly you. Um, you know, there's some blog out there where you're going to go to their site and you're immediately going to fall in love with everything. Um, and kind of just going from there so that way you don't get overwhelmed with, you know, seeing all these different styles and things that may be popular but they're not you, and then you don't feel pressured into, oh, yeah, I should have this in my wedding because I see everybody else is doing it. Um that kind of keeps you a little bit more focused by just finding um a handful of blogs that kind of have the same type of um feel that you're wanting and kind of sticking to them and, and not straying too off to, um, you know, into some of the other blogs that might end up um, confusing or settling and just making a little bit more overwhelming. That is such good advice
0: that because we do, we get sucked into Pinterest. It's like we're on Pinterest, we get sucked in, we go from one pin board to another. And then all of a sudden, Yeah. yeah, we're completely overwhelmed. So I love, love the idea of using Pinterest to find, people of like mind and like style that you can follow and then they can start to guide you and, and, and show you new things, which is absolutely what you do on Glamour and Grace. You're, you're always showing your readers new and beautiful, um, you know, handmade items. Uh, I love your Photography Friday, which really uh, highlights photography and then the relationship of, 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 you know, the couples who are getting their picture taken. So, yes, re, um listeners, let Megan do the heavy lifting for you. She's very good at it. <laughs> Subscribe to her blog, follow her on Facebook, find her on Pinterest, and she will not steer you wrong. Megan, I want to switch gears a little bit and talk uh, about the difference between DIY and handmade. I know that in my own reader survey, I have a lot of my readers doing do-it-yourself, uh, projects. And I have a lot of vendors who want to tear their hair out and they hate the DIY bride. But what I find is that bride's idea of DIY and vendors idea ideas of DIY are different. And most of my brides are actually looking to do some handmade details. Can you explain for our listeners, both vendor and brides, the difference between do-it-yourself and handmade?
1: Um, I was thinking about this and really, I, I think the best way to describe it is that DIY, the do it yourself, it is more subset. It's a type of handmade. Um, because DIY, you know, it's kind of like one of those things that all DIY is handmade, but not all made is DIY. You know what I mean? Um, so I think that you know, the do-it-yourself is is literally you are you and your um, fiance are literally you know creating all all these things. Handmade really um, is something that was actually created for you by hand, um, but it doesn't necessarily have to be um that you are the one that actually created it. If that if that makes sense, I think that's the best way to describe it. But I, I'm with you. I I feel like DIY gets such this uh, negative us, uh, and and I don't really understand it. Um, because to me the that's the most simple thing. Um, to me uh, any wedding. I mean, of course, I'm I'm more partial to it. But any, any wedding, I see, it's it's always the handmade, the DIY, the sweet little details that you know, the stories that you hear where, um, uh, I mean, I could think of numerous examples, but I had one wedding where, um, room hand carved, cut down this tree and hand carved this bench that they then, um, had guests carve into for their guest book, you know, and that bench that they're going to probably have, um, you know, for however long the wood survives, you know, down through the family. Um, so to me that that's what, um, handmade wedding things are all.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I told that is such a great way to describe it. I actually hadn't really thought of that. I had had in my mind, but you're right. I, 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 you've got me sold. I had had it in my mind that the DIY bride, you know, was more the type of bride who wanted to you know, do her own flowers and do her own wedding planning and do her own wedding cake or cupcakes or whatever, and do all of those things that you would typically hire a wedding vendor to do. Um, The DIY bride wants to do that to save money. And that's one of the things that vendors kind of cringe at. And I thought of the handmade bride more so you know, making little handmade place cards out of a gold pen and a leaf, although I'm sure stationers aren't too thrilled about that. Um, But they would basically do something handmade themselves, or they would hire a handmade artisan through, you know, your handmade guide or or Etsy or wherever to create these just lovely, highly custom, highly personal um, handmade items. But yeah, I th- I think that you're right that uh DIY and handmade are probably a little bit more closely linked than I've I've given them credit. When we're talking about DIY and handmade and and, and we're using those terms to just talk about um personalizing your details and and creating handmade details, just setting aside the DIY cake baker for a minute. What are yeah. some of the <laughs> biggest, yeah, I don't want to go there. What are some of the biggest pitfalls that DIY and handmade brides fall into?
1: Um, I, I think the the number one thing, um, is, is taking on too much. Um, and then also taking on, um, more than your skills allow for um so i would say at the very <laughs> and and that see and then that's exactly when you want it still be handmade you don't want to go with something mass produced you know and if you are tr- trying to you know do calligraphy on 200 place cards and you want to pull your hair out after four um that is the place where you step back and say oh here's this beautiful calligrapher. I know that and do this for me. And, you know, it's still handmade. It's still personal. Um, um, it's still the same amount of, um, you know, sweetness and romance that you're adding into today. It's just that you're not making yourself crazy. <laughs> yes.
0: I have. So I, I about <laughs> I have a. I have a story kind of linked to that. I'm an avid baker. I'm very, very good at baked goods, and I'm uh, particularly good at making elaborate cakes, like tiered cakes. I, I understand the the internal architecture that goes into making a a four tier wedding cake, and I can make a badass buttercream and a delicious, you know, sponge cake. But what I can't do is I can't decorate. And so I did a DIY cake for my wedding and I started about, I started practicing my flavors and cakes probably about six months before the wedding. And I started practicing different decorating styles and was on YouTube all the time and bought all this equipment and learned about royal frosting and, and got all these tips for decorating. And I, it looked like a two-year-old had it that cake, every single test cake that I made. And I, I, you know, I gave it the old college try for about four weeks. And finally I was just like, I can't, this is not going to, this is going to be horrible. I can't, I can make the cake, but I'm going to have to find somebody else to decorate it or find a different um, route to take for decorating it. And I actually found both. My husband ended up decorating it with, uh, just some feather butterflies inspired from a Martha Stewart cover. But yeah, I had not the skills to decorate that cake and it became clear in a hot minute and I tried, but it wasn't going to happen. And I, I've got to just underscore what you just said, Megan Brides, if you're out there and you are struggling with your handmade or do-it-yourself wedding project, hopefully you just started early enough to be able to cut bait, but just cut bait, find somebody else that can yeah. do it. Just do yeah. yourself and your guests the favor.
1: Yeah, no, that that's a great, I love that story because that's such a grimple um, of kind of, you know, knowing when to step back.
0: <laughs> and if you want to see <laughs> I mean, I have- some of the horrible uh, attempts, like, like how bad it was my hand at decorating cake. Um, I have a post out there that I'll link to in the show notes. It's actually pretty popular. It's one of my top posts and it's, uh, five, uh, five tips. Every, uh, DIY bride should know about wedding cakes or DIY wedding cakes or something like that. And there's about four or five, um, cake wreck pictures on there.
1: I would I would say that's about like the bra- bravest one, but at least in that case, you can say, well, it as long as it tastes, the the looks quite don't matter quite as much. You can't really do that with like a lot of the other details, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, and there's there's <laughs> definitely the sort of that more rustic casual trend in in wedding cakes that's been going on for a couple of years now that that will let you get away with that. But I I guess I would also caution brides and say, you know, those, those rustic looking cakes are often made by a professional. And that even if you think you can pull that little rustic look off, practice it because it's a lot harder than you think it is. And human beings are perceptive and we're visual and, you know, your guests will know if your cake looks like shit. You'll know if your cake looks it's, like shit. All you'll be able to think about is your shitty-looking cake on your wedding. It's gonna be horrible.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, it it really is. Usually, the the more simple details, the hardest because you're not there's not enough stuff there to like hide the blemishes. Like that's that's exactly what that, <laughs> <Yes>. that is. <laughs> did Did I ever tell you I made um for my um one of my my best friends – Um, gosh, this is probably about like a year or so ago, um, baked 12 cake, uh, 12 pies for her wedding. I did all, because they did pie instead of dessert. I I baked all 12 pies. Wow. And Ann was like a maid of honor and all sorts of stuff all together.
0: <laughs> so that's interesting because there's, you know, you think about baking 12 pies in a, in a consumer kitchen. You know, it's not like you have four ovens stacked up and they're huge and no, yes. like, this was
1: this was this was at a rental house. Oh <laughs> thankfully my goodness. It had a good working <laughs> <laughs> that was the one thing I was like, we're gonna get there and then the the oven is like gonna be like tastic and it's just gonna be a hell of a time. But <laughs> thankfully it worked out I had my mom and my my sister both both helped. So it, it wasn't too crazy, but, but yeah, it was fun.
0: So, so given, (laughs) given that you're a blogger that focuses on handmade details and given that you have gone the handmade and DIY route, what are some of your biggest tips for brides who are considering
1: the handmade route? Um, really just so much of it is, is planning. Um, you know, you really have to sit down, um, right when you're thinking of um what types of details you're looking for and the feeling and everything and you have have to sit and think, okay, what what can I accomplish myself? What what are some things um only that you can physically do yourself, but what are the most important things to you that that you really have a hand in? Um, you know, it's it's the same of prioritizing like you do with your budget, you know, when you sit down and you go through through um, you know what are the you know they say the the three most important things um, to you, and that's what you put your budget to. I think it's the same thing um, with DIY and handmade. Say so what what are the three three important things um, that I really want to be special and personal, um, and kind of go from there. I, I think a huge aspect is is the time. You know, like if if you have a full time, you're wanting to you know. Do all the flowers and and everything? I, you know, you're gonna go crazy. I mean, I have you know, there's so many stories. You know, I have friends that, um, if she was up until three in the morning printing out her programs, um, the day of her wedding. That is class. Um, I had another friend. <laughs> I had another friend who, um, literally, did. I mean, we we had helped her, but she literally made every single centerpiece literally on her wedding, um, you know, like organized all the fun, all the faces and everything. Um, so there's, there's a, a point when you have to think, do I have time for this? Um, or can I delegate this even, even to, um, I think a huge thing for the, the bride that's wanting to do DIY, especially in, in handmade is having a, a workforce of, and support behind you. Um, i feel like the weddings that are those really um you know the brides that don't don't have a lot of money to spend they're wanting to try to DIY it to try and save a few dollars um those are the the couples that have family and friends huge support group to be able to pull that off um that's that's really how you do a good budget wedding. Um, that's still beautiful, and, and that you would never really could tell that it's that budget. It's when you have, have a bunch of people. It's when you have, you know, the aunt who likes to do flowers on the side, and you have, yeah, um, and you the cousin. You, you bring up a
0: good. You bring up a good point, also about um, you know not just having a group of laborers, but you want to sort of survey your friends and family and see what kind of skills you can leverage. Like my husband who decorated the cake, he's an artist. Or if you have a musician friend or a graphic designer. But if, you know, if Aunt Edna doesn't do flowers, she might not be the best person to do your centerpieces. And if you don't don't have somebody who's good with flowers, you know, you might want to just, just pay for the vendor. Yeah. Just pay to have somebody do it who knows what they're doing.
1: No, I, I, I have, you know, uh, you know, I've seen the, the good, the bad and the ugly. And, um, I, I've definitely, you know, I've been a bridesmaid a few times. And of course, you know, with how much I love weddings and then now with the blog, especially like, I'm like to be a big support and help them out. But, um, I was a bridesmaid and one of my friends and she wanted it to be a DIY wedding. Um, but she hated to DIY. (laughs) So it became, you know, do it yourself. It became, um, Megan does it. Um, so (laughs) because I was the crafty one. So it became literally the week of the wedding, literally creating all these things because she had not done, no one in her family was very crafty or very organized. I think it is thing being organized, if you don't have someone who's organized, good luck trying to pull this thing off without a planner or anyone. Um, you know, like the, yeah, I was I was pretty much like the everything, you know, like, I was
0: and that is, I just want to, I just want to say listeners, that is actually not a strategy that is, that is a debacle, <laughs> No. Like you don't want to be thinking, oh, I'm gonna turn my maid of honor into slave labor so I can have this beautiful DIY wedding or handmade wedding and save a whole bunch of money. Please don't do it.
1: <laughs> the, I I'll tell you that in like the ended in tears. I mean, it was just it was one hell of a week. I I won't even go into the craziness of it, but but it, I will just say it was a hell of a week, and I learned from right then and there that you know. I don't know. It, it's hard, you know, cause it's like, she's my, fo- I would do it again. Um, but I would also probably yell at her six months, months before and say, Hey, have you done this yet? Cause you need to. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think time and having an actual desire of, you know, and skills of is, is huge. You know, you can't just, you can't just say I want a DIY to save money because you know, Um, because time is money. Um, Sanity is money. And you're not saving in the sex. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, it sounds like you're still friends. So that is not always the way it turns out. (laughs) (laughs) So, but you have, you know, speaking of, you know, if you're a bride and you want to have a handmade look, but you're not crafty, your family's not crafty, your wedding party isn't crafty, you actually have more options than ever now um, through handmade independent vendors. And Megan, you have a, a a handmade um vendor directory that you have selected and vetted, and people can go and just find the best on the internet. Can you talk about how you choose your handmade vendors?
1: Um Really, I just go by people that I love. Um, and I know if if I love their products and I love um their making, I know my readers will too. Um, it's really just about um and to me too, I, I think the great thing about handmade is it's so personal. Um, you know, even even though it, it's someone else, you know, even if it's not you creating it, it's so personal because you can physically talk to the person that's going to make your item. I mean, how how many times happen, um, you know, with everything else in, you know, in life, you know, like you, when you go to um, the grocery store and buy a bunch of tomatoes, you don't talk to the farmer who grew them, you know? So I I love, um, that, that's one of the reasons I'm, I'm so passionate about supporting um, handmade designers um, is because these people all are so passionate about the, what they do. Um, I mean, you have to think it it really does take a lot to kind of, kind of um, the people that have left, you know, corporate jobs or whatever, um, to just invest themselves in creating things by hand, um, personally for other people. Um, um so it's really personal. It's they invest so much of themselves in it and they're usually like best people ever. Um, so that's that's really another thing too, is just um yeah, you know, I just really will click with someone, you know, and and they get it and they get me um and the kind of people um that I want to introduce my readers to.
0: That's yeah, that's great. And they're beautiful. I can't say that enough. Just uh, you know, coming on the homeward stretch and, and wrapping things up, Megan, I just I'm wondering if you have any final advice for brides who are considering hiring a handmade vendor, what are some tips, um, and red flags and pitfalls and advice you can give to them for selecting a high quality, reliable handmade vendor who will give them a great product and deliver on time?
1: Um, I mean, I I think that's really, um, what I tried to do with creating Handpicked Handmade. Um, there's just, I mean, there's Etsy um, and there's a, a other um, sites as well that try to cultivate all these um, handmade designers in one place. Um, but it can get really overwhelming. It's, it's really hard to kind of um, filter the, you know, the the crap to get, you know, to get the gold kind of a thing. Um, um, so that's really why I, I created the guide, but really um, – Obviously um, um it's the reviews that are a big, you know, well honestly um highlight red flags. I mean that's the great thing with like the internet age is that everything you can review under the sun. Um so really checking out the reviews, um not afraid um to contact them. I, I think that's a, a big thing too, is um, um with buying Um, products, Uh, you know, we get it with the vendors, you know, like all the vendors that you've got for your wedding, the photographer and the planner and the florist you've talked to, um, you know, made sure your personalities clicked. Um, You can do the thing with, um, when you're looking for a veil, Um, really feel free, don't be afraid or shy to email them and say, hey like i have really thinking about this you know this is the wedding that i'm having i would love suggestions i i love your process um and you know following them on social media social media is a a really great way to kind of get to know people um and and make it more personal all that way Um, make it that more of a relationship because i i can tell you that they love that you know and that they would love, love Um, you know, when you do get married and you have the pictures, they would love to see it in the end, you know? Um, so kind of just make a circle just the same way you do with all your other vendors, you know, and just, and really make it about relationships and people, um, that, you know, you, you create a relationship. So, you know, those people care as much about your day as you do. That is good advice.
0: Yeah, I mean, you'll get to know somebody if you start – if they're not responding to your emails or if they're not, you know, on the same wavelength in terms of style and interests, it's a good indicator that it might not be a right fit for you. So that's really great advice, Megan. I have one last question talking about, you know – the weddings that you feature are so special in that there are a lot of handmade de- details and there's a, lo- a lot of love and labor that go into making those weddings so beautiful. If a bride wants to submit her wedding to your blog, do you take bridal submissions? And if not, how can they get featured on your
1: blog? Um, I, I do take bridal um, submissions as long as um there's a um approval um and I usually just ask to maybe just um copy the refer on the email just to make sure um that's that's usually the easiest way um so then I make sure I have photographer's approval that they 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 do have um the rights to be able to submit the wedding to me and and also um since I am an exclusive publication um so there's confirmation that the bride is the one. In fact, um, the person solely in charge of submitting money, I actually have, um, I have to check my, I have the most beautiful, I mean, it almost made me cry that this bride submitted this money and, and told me how, um, she, you know, had used Glamour and Grace to help plan. And by gosh, it is just filled with the most beautiful and sweet, like and unique handmade details. Like, I just, like, was so excited. And then and when I, like, was at the end of it, I was like, wait, like, she's talking, this is, like, her own wedding. Like, you know, it's, you know, it wasn't the photographer or anyone, that it was her that submitted it to me. Um, it's really exciting to see that. I, I love, seeing, um, you know, readers when, when they submit their engagement. But she had sends me because it just, it kind of, like, comes full circle, you know. Like, I can sit back and think, you know, because, you know, you know, I remember all that I featured and and you can see little hints of, oh, it was probably this wedding that, you know, she got inspiration for that for and stuff like that. So, um, it, it's really, it's really fun. I, I love getting bride submissions, but just as long as there's confirmation with the photographer, I'm totally cool with it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, brides, uh, if brides want to find, follow or contact you, how do they find, follow and contact you, Megan?
1: Um, well, the, the best way is, um, just glamour and grace Um, and I've got a fun, handy dandy little above the search box, got uh Facebook and Twitter and Pinterest and Instagram. Now, um, Instagram, I feel like is, is like the up and kind social media, um, the great way to follow. Um, it's the one, if, if anyone wants to get, um, find like more personal about me it it is the one social media that i i tend to be more personal with um so if they're wanting to get more behind the scenes (laughs) you can follow on there and i've got all the links um on there on my site
0: awesome you make it
1: easy i love the easy button
0: (laughs) yeah. <laughs> Megan, thank you so much for being a guest on the Mountainside Bride Podcast today. You have been so full of awesome information, and I know that our listeners are going to love every second of it.
1: Well, thanks so much for having me. It was really
0: fun. <laughs> your look, your smile, even though you. Take like it all. <clears throat>